Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Scripture reading for today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 11. I'll be reading from the NRSV version. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy to another the discernment of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by one and the same Spirit, who allots to each one individually just as the Spirit chooses. Every morning the bell at school rang to signal the beginning of the day. On cue all of my classmates and I stood besides our desk and put our hands over our hearts, turned our eyes to the flag hanging from a wooden dowel in the corner of the room, and recited in unison the words of the Pledge of Allegiance. I remember that the tone was often unenthusiastic, most of us still unhappy about being awake and alert at 7 a.m., and yet, without fail for 13 years of my life, every morning began in this way, pledging allegiance. I remember the first time someone presented me with the argument that this was an absurd and strange practice to be expected of children and teenagers. For me, it was just what we did, and I had not even considered the words that I said up until that point. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. What did that even mean for me? I guess if I had been asked during my adolescence, where do your allegiances lie, I would have probably listed characteristics associated with the circumstances of the life I was born into. I was a white kid living in rural Pennsylvania who was raised to love America, Philadelphia sports teams, and Jesus. For me to realize that these were allegiances you'd probably only need to ask me who the enemies were to those allegiances. Osama bin Laden, the Dallas Cowboys, and Satan. I'd know who I would fight against if a threat was made to my allegiances. My allegiances shaped my identity. Who I was was wrapped up in who and what I supported and loved. Therefore, the boundaries of my identity were defined by those allegiances 
and so too were my enemies. It was only two years after graduating high school that I was sitting in a dorm room sewing a patch on the back of my black hoodie. It was an upside-down American flag. Those first years of college were a tumultuous time for me. As all of my allegiances were called into question, I started seeing the world differently. New elements of my identity were being born and transformed. This was a strange place to be, as all of a sudden the people who I used to consider friends and allies started to feel more like enemies. In 2004, I voted for George Bush, and in the course of eight months, I was protesting him in the streets. Suddenly, the heroes of my Christianity felt like manipulative fakes. During my first few years at Eastern University, my identity shifted, and with it, the contours of who is the other. I've been thinking about this line. All violence requires an other as its target. And the shifting boundaries of our own identity are the contour, are what contours that otherness. Let me read it again. All violence requires an other as its target. And the shifting boundaries of our own identity are what contours that otherness. Each of us have elements of our identity that are defined by some core allegiances, a majority of those being categorized broadly within religious affiliations, nationalities, and political party loyalty. But in more particular categories like profession, institutions, and social atmospheres. We can be tempted to assign a hierarchy for those allegiances within ourselves and for others. We can assume that someone's allegiance to Jesus Christ, for example, will mean very specific things for that person, especially if we assume that being a Christian is at the top of the hierarchy of allegiances for that person. Our allegiances may shift in importance year to year, month to month, or day to day. We are also tempted to see in another person the possibilities for their identity based upon the allegiances we know they've made, failing all along to realize that our identities are complex and ever-changing. I often remember my years as a middle schooler as an example of this. I remember that in fourth grade, my friends and I fell in love with the Philadelphia R&B group, Boys to Men. During recess, we found corners of the playground to make plans to be the next R&B boy band. We would design album art and practice our harmonies. This interest morphed into an obsession with rap and hip hop in middle school. I knew nothing about cultural appropriation in that day, and neither did any of the adults in my little rural farming town, so no one stopped me when I started dressing like my favorite rap and hip-hop artists. There are several embarrassing photos of me during this time in my life as proof. But my obsession with this genre of music shaped who I was during that time of my life. It changed the way I presented myself to the world. 
It only took a few months before a friend handed me a CD of the metal group Metallica and said, Listen to this. It will change your life. He was right. Soon my closet was emptied and filled with the color black. I went from hip-hop to heavy metal in a blink of an eye, and with that change yet another turn in the road. New friends, new clothing, and new hobbies. I think we can get ourselves into trouble, especially when participating in the work of being in relationship with other people, to expect that another person's stated allegiances are going to be consistent predictors of their identity and behavior. But here's where I'm seeing hope. That we can find a way of being in the world where we embrace the beauty of the complexity of each person, avoiding unnecessary assumptions and embracing the possibility of what each individual brings to us, the collective community of humanity. And that this way of being will free us from the temptation towards violence we feel towards the other, when suddenly the boundaries of our shifting identities create for us a new other. Many of us here at West Hills Friends may share a common allegiance, some form of devotion to God, Spirit, Jesus, the inward teacher, whatever we, whatever we may want to call it, but that is not the only allegiance we have. In fact, there are some here who may not even share that common allegiance to the divine. That, as you can imagine, creates an environment for conflict and tension. Over my last seven years at West Hills, I know that I have sat through meetings for worship that have made me uncomfortable. I have sat through some that have not stirred up much inside me at all. People have asked things that, people have said things that I disagree with that make me mad and upset. The majority of the time I leave this place on Sunday having been transformed, inspired, and encouraged. I probably expect that to happen every Sunday, and that's probably a bad assumption. I think the beauty of West Hills can be found in the reality that we are in this work together of being humans who are made up of unique allegiances, not one of us the same as another, and that we can do the hard work of being together even when we realize that because of the boundaries of our identities, someone feels like the other. Part of doing that hard work may be to remember the beauty and possibility of a community made up of people who have identities shaped by their own experiences in the world and the allegiances that have shaped those identities. What might that person bring to the unfolding and shared story of our community? I'm inspired when I think about the radical potential of the kingdom of God. I think the kingdom of God makes space for the complexity of allegiances, but also consistently calls us to call into question the hierarchy of those allegiances. Jesus knew something about the value of welcoming into the community the complexity of human identity. 
Time and time again, Jesus made company with people who appeared to have allegiances that competed with the expectations of the religious elite. I think that Jesus was being intentionally provocative to drive home a point that the kingdom of God's beauty depends upon the variety of people within it. And the kingdom thrives when each of us brings our own unique gifts, passions, and interests. I think that the other inspirational aspect of the kingdom of God is that it encourages us to call into question the boundaries that are that our identities create. If it is true that the shifting boundaries of our identity are what create the contours of who is the other, then Jesus calls us to explore those boundaries and to wonder what it might be like to love across them. And guess what? We aren't expected to be perfect And we can bet that it will be hard. But whenever it is imperfect, or when it is hard, I try my best to remember that this is countercultural work. That it is hard because it doesn't align with the expectations of society, and at times our own impulses. It takes practice, it takes failing. It takes forgiving, it takes saying I'm sorry, it takes creating space, and it takes compassion. I'll leave you with a few queries. How does the shifting boundaries of your identity contour who is inside and out? How might we find ways to be a community together, acknowledging the challenge and beauty of our unique identities that are shaped by various allegiances and experiences? What does it look like for you to love across the boundaries?